Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. I am Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining me on the show on tonight. I apologize for the technical difficulties, but you know the digital world, you know, it's great. It's fantastic. But uh, sometimes it um, really will jam up on you or do some unusual things. Uh, So, um, you know, uh, we're on live now, so that's the best thing. So tonight we're going to be talking about, you know, seven important things. uh, reminders for relationships, and we're going to uh, be continuing on. We're going to finish out this month strong, talking about relationship matters. And so we did a show where we talked about the four kinds of uh, people to uh, stay away from. And so tonight is going to be uh, a little continuation of that to answer some of your questions. For those who have listened to the replay and had some questions, you know, we're going to talk tonight about some reminders. And so when we talk about the relationships tonight and the reminders, and I'm going to be using the term intimacy. Um, I want you to remember I'm not talking about um, um, sexual intimacy. I'm talking about intimacy when you allow a person into what I call the inner courts of your life, when you or when when you allow the person to become close to you, you know, to where they know all of, they know not all, but they know some uh, important details of your life or they know some confidential information about uh, your life uh, and things like that. So when I say intimacy, I'm really talking about the people that you are allowing into the inner courts of your life that are not there for the right reasons. These are people who um, have ulterior motives and um, they're looking for something to, um, you know, for themselves or um or a way to bring you down. So I'm going to just share some important uh, things to remember about relationships, and we're going to discuss it a little bit, and then I'm going to give you um, some more tips toward the end. So it's going to be a quick show. It's going to be a short show. Just wanted to just touch bases with you and just kind of follow up behind the last show um, so that as you are uh, finishing out this month strong and you are possibly, you know, maybe you're in a relationship, maybe you have a friendship that's on the brink or you're establishing a friendship with someone and you're not quite sure or you want to make sure that you do it right because all of your friendships in the past or your relationships in the past have not been the best experiences of your life and you want to do it a different way. To do it a different way, you have to practice something different. And so and that's why we want to share these tips with you so that you will know exactly what you need to do. So seven important reminders for relationships. Let's get into it. Number one, intimacy should be earned, not freely given. Once again, intimacy should be earned, not 
freely given. And again, when I talk about intimacy, I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about people who get close to you, people who you share your confidential information with, people you share your dreams and your visions with, your goals with, um, people you share your life experiences with, maybe something you're going through right now. But intimacy, when somebody is close to you to the point where you are where you share that type of information, that type of intimacy has to be earned. It should not just be freely given. And sometimes when we meet people and we start developing friendships and uh, relationship, co-worker relationships and, uh, you know, just basic friendships, sometimes we have a tendency to divulge too much information too soon. And then when the person runs without information and shares it, uh, in different places. Now we are offended or we're wounded by that. But we didn't stop to wait and let them earn the right to be inside the inner courts. We started allowing them in too soon and we experienced bad things. You know, First Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verses 12 and especially 13 says, know those that labor among you. And so let's use that scripture and say, know those that are among you. Pay attention first. You know, before you let someone get too close, uh, stop, watch their behavior, watch the type of conversations uh, they engage in or like to have. Uh, notice their responses to uh, certain comments. You know, how do they act in public? You know, what uh, what is their walk with God like? What is their relationship with God like? You know, are they hit and miss, lukewarm, you know, go to church on first Sunday for communion, don't go back until maybe the next first Sunday, you know, skip a couple of months, come back for all kind of excuses. These are things that you have to pay attention to. You know, sometimes we we kind of skate by the responsibility of discerning our relationships by saying things like, well, who am I to judge someone? Well, the scripture says the righteous man judges all things because we're the ones with the truth. And so when you are uh, establishing relationships, I know we want to give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt or we want to give them an opportunity to earn that level of intimacy. But in that process, you still have to be discerning and you still have to pay attention to what's going on, what's being said, how are they acting, you know, how are they responding to what I'm saying you know, um, are they requiring more of me from in the friendship than I want to give, in the relationship that I want to give? So pay attention. Number two, intimacy should be the reward for proven loyalty. Um, it's That's just a given. It's hard sometimes because sometimes if you haven't had a, a really good friendship in a long time um, and someone comes along and they look good and they're acting okay and you, you're all excited, you know, again, we rush into some things. I'm talking about friendships, co-relationships with coworkers, you know, um, building up friendships with other uh, believers. It doesn't matter what category you put that relationship under. Sometimes we rush in too soon. So it should be uh, a reward for someone who has been uh, loyal to you who has shown you that they have your best interest at heart, that there is a genuine, sincere love for you, they care about you. Uh, none of us are perfect, but in a, a relationship that you have, no one person should be making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again, and then the other person dismissing those mistakes over and over and over again. That is not healthy. So when you see something that 
does not line up with your core beliefs, who you are, what you believe in, you have to address it. Either they will change or you will have to redefine the relationship. Number three, true friendship is a gift, not a demanded requirement. You know, when you look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, we all know uh, that passage of Scripture, it gives us a long list of things. It says, love suffers long and love is kind. It doesn't envy. It does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And love never fails. So, when you uh, look at a friendship, it is a gift. It's never a demanded requirement. Uh, any relationship is a gift, especially when it's godly, especially when it's done the way that uh, God wants it uh, to be done. So when love or so-called love is demanding things of you, when it's rude, when it's puffed up, when it's arrogant, um, when uh, it is uh, parading itself with demeaning talk, you know, um, when it's saying things like, "Well, I'm only doing this for your own, for your best, for your own good." You know, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't say these things to you. I mean, you know, there are some things. You know, we know tough love. Tough love is different than someone who is just um, disrespecting the friendship or disrespecting the relationship. So again, number three, true friendship is a gift. It's never a demanded requirement. Period. Love doesn't put a demand on you. Love is there to do certain things for you on your behalf, but it's never going to be there in the position of demanding from you and belittling you. Number four, when wrong people leave your life, wrong things stop happening. Do you remember Jonah? Jonah was running from God. He got on the ship, and then when he got on the ship, prior to him getting on the ship, everybody was okay. But when he got on the ship, because he was running from God, a storm came. So you have innocent people in the midst of another man's storm, and not everybody's life is in danger because the wrong man is on this ship. So when you have the wrong person in your life, um, wrong things happen. So when the wrong person leaves your life, wrong things stop happening. When Jonah got off, when Jonah was off that ship, that was it. No more storms or for the people on the ship. So when the wrong people leave your life, Wrong things stop happening. And I know it's hard sometimes because it's hard to um, give up uh, friendships, especially when you've had them for a very long time. It's hard to give up um, uh, relationships that you've been tied to for a long time. I know even some, um, uh, you know, really strained, if you will, marriages. I, mean, I know it's hard sometimes. God does hate divorce, but he makes provisions for them. And there are some people who literally, that's what they have to do. In order to live this life the way God intended, they have to break free from each other. When you're in a relationship where your husband or, or your wife is stabbing at you with a knife, throwing stuff at you, beating on you, doing those kinds of things, that is not of God. And so there are some relationships I know it's hard, and I know it's a, it's just really a tough decision. But you have to look at it and say, you know, where does God want me? Uh, what place in life does God want me at? And he doesn't want me in a place where I'm sleeping with one eye open and one eye closed. He doesn't want people attacking me, male or female. He doesn't want somebody jumping me and beating me. You know, he doesn't want somebody belittling me and having me so scared that I can't even live the godly life. 
that God purposed for me in his word. So there are some some relationships that are extremely hard to let go, but you have to look at it and say, what is this relationship doing to my life? What is it doing to my relationship with God? Because I guarantee if it's a romantic relationship and it is strainful and it's stressful, usually what happens in those relationships, the person who is stressed out really struggles to maintain a strong walk with God. They struggle to maintain a a strong relationship with God because they're so busy trying to make the romantic relationship with the other person that sometimes they neglect or they um, just don't deal with their spiritual the, their spiritual life, and before you know it, they're in they're in a mess, and it it takes others that are strong in the body of Christ to come and help bring them out of that when they're ready to come out. But you know, even in dating relationships, I've seen people struggle in dating relationships because they want to be in relationships so badly that they will settle for anything. And when they settle for anything, the wrong person shows up, and it's hard to get rid of the wrong person sometimes. So, again, when wrong people leave your life, wrong things stop happening. Number five, when right people enter your life, right things begin to happen for you. Remember when uh, the woman was at, uh, at the well, Jesus showed up. He asked her for a drink of water. She said, hey, if you knew me, you wouldn't even ask me for a drink. You know, I'm a Samaritan uh, uh, woman. You know, why would you ask me for a drink? And when Jesus began to minister to her and start talking with her, you know, and he asked her really hard, uh, to-the-point question, hey, go get your husband. She said, I, I don't have a husband. And he said, you're right. You've had five, and the one you're with right now, he's not yours. But when he kept ministering to her, then when she left the scene, she told her the other people in the city, come see a man who told me all about myself. See, when the right person shows up, things will change in your life. When the right person enters your life, right things begin to happen. There she was there to get a drink of water as the normal practice or custom of the day, and she runs into someone who can change her whole life, turn her whole life around. On the previous uh, show, you remember I told you, Evangelist Mike Murdoch says, it only takes one person to bless you, and it only takes one person to mess you up. Either way. So it only so when the right people show up, right things will start happening in your life. Number six, if you fail to guard your own life, you're like a city without walls. And that's what Proverbs chapter 25, verse um, 28 says, it says, whoever has no rule over his own spirit, it's like a city broken down without walls. So if you fail to guard your own life, you're like a city without walls. And remember, Proverbs also says, guard your heart without diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. When you don't guard your life, the wrong people show up, the wrong friendships show up, the wrong relationships show up, the wrong coworkers attach themselves to you, and before you know it, your life has been bombarded with a lot of ungodly uh, things that stop you from growing, uh, that hinders your walk with God, and you're and you're unprotected because the the, God, the Word of God tells us to guard our hearts with all diligence, and we have the power within us to do that. And so when we take the power that is within us and do what we have been assigned to do and, and told to do in the Scripture, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. You don't want your issues of life that come from you to be contaminated 
with the behavior uh, patterns of other people or the or the um, uh, what the word, what's the word I want to use right here? Um, losing my train of thought. You don't want it infected with the aftermath or the um, uh, the results, if you will, uh, from the behavior patterns of others. Somebody says harsh things to you, so now you're feeling that in your spirit and you're playing it over in your mind. And so what happens, it festers. And before you know it, you start believing it or you, your self-esteem started dwindling down to almost nothing because you've allowed your wall, because your guard isn't up, your heart is not well protected. So those fiery darts that they're shooting at you, there's nothing there, a shield of faith, nothing is there to block those fiery darts. And because you want to be in relationship so badly, you allow them to shoot those darts, and you now have taken those darts, and now they become a part of your, your the most intricate part of your being, and it's manifesting in your life as if you don't know who you are, and you don't love yourself, and that you don't believe in yourself. So you have to guard your own life. And number seven, failure occurs when the wrong person gets too close. Remember in the book of Judges, Samson and Delilah? He, the, he, you know, Samson laid his head in the lap of the wrong woman, and she kept on nagging. The Bible says she nagged him and nagged him and nagged him, trying to find out where his, where his power comes from and where his weakness. What's your weakness? And she kept asking and kept asking and kept asking. He would give her riddle after riddle after riddle, and she still kept coming, still kept doing because her whole intention, because she was paid to do it, was to find out uh, what something about him. That others that others could use to overtake him, you know. What is your weakness? You know what happened. What is it? And he let out the most valuable part of his being, if you will, information-wise. You know, he said, "Listen, if my hair is cut." And what did she do? She went and told it. And when he went to sleep, they cut it. He woke up with no power. Anointing from God was gone. So you don't want to give the wrong person the wrong your information. You don't want them to get too close. And most of the times we know when the person is wrong. We know when someone's nagging us for information that we don't want to tell anybody. We know when a person is, is uh, trying to get uh, into the intercourse, if you will, not because they love you, not because they want to encourage you, not because they want to push you forward in life, but because they have a des- they want to know what it is, what's your weakness, What where is your weakness so that um, I can use it against you? Because, you know, maybe, you know, you're, you, you're, you know, look how strong you are, Samson. There has to be a weakness here somewhere. So people sometimes uh, are looking for your weaknesses so they can break you down. And so that's what happens when um, the wrong person gets too close, failure occurs. Because when that happens to Samson, I mean, you know, they tied him up, or, you know, people died. As a result of that, you know, nobody knew, Samson, that uh, that um, you gave away information that you shouldn't have given away. You know, so it's really important that you don't let the wrong person get too close because if they do, it's going to bring some failure to your life. So here they are again. Number one, intimacy should be earned and uh, not freely given. Number two, intimacy should be the reward for proven loyalty. Number three, true friendship is a gift, never a demanded requirement. And number four, when a strong person leaves your, when strong, I'm sorry, when wrong people leave your life, 
wrong things stop happening. Number five, when right people enter your life, right things begin to happen. Number six, if you fail to guard your own life, you're like a city without walls. Number seven, failure occurs when the wrong person gets too close. So I'm going to share with you before we go a few extra um, tips that you can use along with um, um, these principles uh, that we're sharing with you right now. I'm just going to give you a couple of them. And I'm going to give you um, five ways to protect a worthy relationship, five ways to make sure that the relationship that you are guarding and that you are protecting, when you have something that's valuable, when you have a close friendship, when you have um, a romantic relationship that's really valuable to you and you know that it's only by the grace of God that it's there, when you have a, a, a relationship with coworkers that are, that's valuable to you and it's very important to you, here are five ways that you can really protect that relationship so that um, it's guarded all the time, you know, um, and nothing will go astray in that. Number one, send someone a signal that they matter to you, all right? Everybody needs reassurance of their worth. So remind um, yourself, you know, throughout the day, through week, the month, that the people that are in your life, that they are important to you. All right. And then begin to use your words to let people know that they're important to you, that you love them. They mean a lot to you. You want to see them successful. I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. Let uh, uh, someone know that they matter to you. And that's what this series is. Relationships matter. And they do matter. No man is an island. We can't do this alone. We're not supposed to do this alone. So send someone a signal that they matter to you. Let them know that they're very important to you. You know, sometimes it's as simple as buying a Coke and a, you know, remember a long time ago, Coca-Cola had that commercial, Coke and a smile, and the person would buy the Coke, hand it to somebody and they smile. You know, sometimes it's, it's a little simple things that you can do to send that signal. You can buy a Coke and give a smile. You can say hello. You can send a text now, you know, um, to the person, have a great day. You know, believe it or not, it means a lot to a lot of people when they get those little small uh, messages throughout the day. I mean, you don't have to go overboard with it. You don't have to overdo it. But, I mean, periodically, especially if you have a really good friend that you haven't talked to in a very long time, maybe it's been a week or two. I have a a friend that um, she and I grew up together. And uh, because of the way that I work and she works, sometimes weeks go by and we don't uh, talk. But then when we realize that we haven't talked, we send a text message or an email or something, and uh, or we make a phone call. And we, we, you know, as some, you know, sometimes when she calls, I just say, okay, you know what? I need to stop and take the call, or I call her back. I take a break, call her back, and we just go ahead and talk for like 45 minutes to an hour because we haven't talked in weeks. Or we schedule a lunch day, and we just go ahead and meet up because we used to do it at least once a week or so. We used to do lunch, but then every, you know, we both got busy but we are best of friends. So we make sure that we send text messages, we make sure that we do emails, and we make sure that periodically we do stop and make the phone call. Even if we don't talk to each other, we leave voice messages so that that we, she knows that I've been thinking about her, then I know that she's thinking about me when she leaves one. So send someone a signal that matters. You know, um, um, number two, become someone's bridge. You know, some people open up and they share the dream, uh, you know, of their heart to you know, listen to them sometimes, you know. Um, 
you know, um, sometimes people have have been given visions and dreams by God, and they want somebody to share that with. If it's one of your friendships, one of your really good friends, uh, listen to that person. You know, again, make some time. But now the challenge is, is that when that person wants to talk about that, the challenge is to let them have the floor, if you will. Because sometimes we're easy. it's easy to jump in there and say, oh, I remember when I, you know, did such and such, or one time I did such and such. Sometimes we have to give an ear to the other person's voice and just let them talk and then encourage them and listen to them as they're sharing their dreams, sharing their visions. You know, we have to give them an opportunity to do that without interfering and without putting ourselves in there and our uh, dreams and goals. You know, we, we give them our opinions and what we think, you know, hey, that sounds great, do it, go for it. But sometimes the challenge and it's hard sometimes. It's not to bring yourself up, but to let them have their, their day where they're um, actually talking about it. So be a bridge for someone. You know, sometimes a person may just need an ear, you know, or a word of encouragement, you know, for get from dreaming about something to actually moving and taking action steps to make it happen. And sometimes they just need to talk to someone. And when they call you to talk to you, it's because they trust you. It's because they know that you're sincere and that they can share that information with you and that, you know, you're going to listen with a genuine heart and that you're going to be there for them. All right. Then number three, abandon abusive relationships. That's the best thing you could do. If you if you if you're in an abusive, I don't care if it's a friendship, I don't care if it's a romantic relationship, abandon abusive friendships. You know, um, there are four kinds of people in your life: those who add to it, those who subtract from it, those who divide your life, and then you got those that can help you multiply. You know, so you want to make sure that you that you dismantle abusive friendships. They are not any good. Uh, abusive uh, friendships. Uh, we know what it's like in a romantic relationship where there's physical harm. But then there are people who are in who have friendships that are abusive. You know where the other person you know curses a lot, or the other person is always demeaning, putting putting uh, the, uh, someone down, or saying ugly things, or you know um, uh, not being a hundred percent into the the friendship, always taking from this friendship, always asking for something. You know, uh, going to lunch and never offering to pay, always have a reason why they can't pay for lunch. Or, you know, always uh, let me borrow your car or, you know, can you take me somewhere? Or it's it's that person who overdoes everything and in such a way that you know that you're being used and you know that you're being mishandled. You know, and whenever you have those kinds of feelings, then it's time to dismantle that relationship. You know, redefine it, look. I'm going to know you, I'll always know you, but I'm going to have to know you from a distance because you're unhealthy for my life, period. Remember, you have to guard your own life. All right. Um, and then the next one, um, talk it out. Friendships, you know, um, will fall by the wayside, you know, if you neglect them. Relationships, same way. So remember when I say relationships, I'm talking, about across, I'm talking across the board. If you don't pay attention to it, it's going to fall. They'll fall by the wayside. They'll just die out. You know, so you have to make sure that you talk things out. You know, don't expect people to read your mind. Don't expect people to to uh, fully understand all the time, like 100% of the time, everything that you say. So be, be open to talk it out. You know, uh, if when you sit silent too long, when things don't set well with you, if you're not careful, a root of bitterness will take place. So before you allow that to fester, 
fester in your life, talk it out. Say, hey, listen, let's talk this thing through. You know, let's back up. Let's talk it through. And, and, you know, and work through it and move on. You know, it's when people hold grudges and when they're mad about something and they don't address it. It's when things start turning sour in friendships and sour in romantic relationships, sour in your co-working uh, co-working uh, relationships. They're, you know, don't let it get to that point. Talk things out. Have a cup of coffee. Have a Coke. Whatever you need to do, talk, walk it through. You know, play it back and walk it through and work it out. You know, if the other person is unwilling to do that, give them a minute to cool off. After they've cooled off for a couple of days, if they still don't want to deal with it and address it, again, you have to make some decisions about if that's the kind of friendship that you want to be a part of or a relationship that you want to be a part of, somebody who doesn't, who doesn't want to talk things through. All right, and so you want to make sure that. And then you want to fertilize your relationships, you know, uh, give them, give it what it needs to grow. Uh, relationships will will never going to be without them as long as we live on the earth. We're never going to be without them. If you are, you're like a recluse or something. You're all by yourself. Uh, you know, you're going to be like living up in a cave or something. But as long as you are around people, you will have some type of relationship, no matter how you whether you define it correctly or whether you minimize the definition or whether you over define it you will have a relationship with someone. And the key to valuing those relationships is making sure the right people are in your life. Don't allow anybody into the intercourse that that has not earned that loyalty uh, and has not proven themselves to be in the intercourse. And until they do that, they need to stay in the outer course. They only come so far, you know, and when they've proven that, you bring them into the intercourse. But you still have to guard your heart with all diligence, you know, because even the best of our friends sometimes will uh, can hurt us unintentionally or say something we don't like, you know, those kinds of things. But um, usually when they make it to the inner court, you know, you've, you've gone, the, you, you've spent a few years with them, you know, you know a little something about them, you know. So, and that's the challenge for us is to say, you know what, I can't be friends with everybody. You know, I can't have a relationship with everybody, you know. So, um, some people will only get so far, and then a few people will get into the inner courts. And those are the people that I share my most, you know, delicate um, uh, life experiences with, uh, my most confidential um, uh, information with. I'll share it with the people that are in the inner courts. And in my inner courts, I might even have another inner court, you know, because, you know, sometimes it, it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but those are the things that I want you to remember about relationships. You know, again, for this month, you know, is uh, we celebrated Valentine's Day. We talk about love a lot. We talk about relationships a lot. You know, during the course of the month, as we come into the end of this month, take a look at look back over the relationships and the friendships that you have, you know, and evaluate them, you know, assess them, you know, is this a good friendship? Is this a good relationship? You know, list the names of the people, you know, and then list the names of the ones that you know that you're not comfortable with. And you have to make some tough decisions about those relationships that are ungodly and unhealthy. Sometimes you have to cold turkey, put a stop to everything, and say, I cannot do it any longer. It's not healthy. It's not good for me. It's emotionally wearing me down, and it's too draining, and I cannot live off a a lack of energy. I have to be empowered 
with the, the 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 spirit of the holy the energy of the holy spirit to live the way god wants me to live and when i let people come into my life that drain me and zap all of my energy out without guarding my heart i put myself in a vulnerable position and now i'm going to experience heartaches that i don't need to experience that when that i never purpose for me to experience because i did not guard my heart i have unnecessary drama now inside my inner course and got to sweep my inner course clean in order to put the atmosphere back the way that it uh, has a sweet aroma to the nostrils of God. And sometimes you have to sweep house to make that possible. So look back over your friendships, look back over your co-working uh, relationships, and look and see if there's any connection that you have that needs to be disconnected because it's draining and it's unhealthy. You know, and I don't, you know, sometimes in those, depending on who it is, sometimes you can talk to the person and redefine the relationship and the personal change and everything will go well. And then sometimes they'll just say, this is who I am. And then you really have to redefine it then. And then you have to say, well, I can't let you drain me. It's too much. I got, I have an assignment on my life, and I have to move forward in that assignment. And unless something changes, then we'll know each other from a distance, but I cannot um, let you inside to the most vulnerable areas of my life anymore. So keep those in mind. I hope every, you know, um, all of your friendships are blessed and, and, and favored. Uh, by God, and if there's anything that's uh, troubling you, go to God in prayer and ask him, how do I handle this? How do I um, uh, either redefine it, as I keep saying that, or how do I dismantle this particular uh, relationship because it is not good for me? It is not helping me at all. And whatever the Holy Spirit shows you to do, that is what you need to do. And don't be afraid to do it because sometimes when you have that heavy burden on you, when that person, that monkey is riding your back, it's not until you get it off where you feel the, the pressure from that monkey on your back you, until you feel a sigh of relief because that weight is no longer on your shoulder. When the monkey is still connected to you because you let that monkey stay there. It's your back. Remember, you have it's your responsibility. So until you get that monkey off your back, he's going to hang on. He's going to weigh you down. He's going to trouble your mind. He's going to cause your emotions to be damaged. He's going to, uh, you know, wear your ear out with unnecessary words. He's going to have your have you thinking the wrong thoughts. He's going to have you saying the wrong things. All sorts of things are going to occur when that monkey is on your back as it relates to uh, anything really in life, but as we're talking about relationships. So make sure you get that monkey off your back. You don't need anything on your back. You need only thing you need is the power of God working in and through you, coming from your spirit. Nothing should be on your back or on your shoulders that's causing you to walk, that's causing you to lean while you walk, you know, slump over, be drained, however you want to picture yourself. You need to be in an upright position, standing strong for God, and moving forward in life for him. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Minister Ginger London, your host for the Ginger London Show. Uh, we got uh, some more shows coming up. We are going, we're back, and so we're going to start doing them, try to do them daily for you um, uh, so that we can have that connection and we can minister to your spirit and, uh, and keep you uh, strong in life. So take care, everybody. God bless you. Thank you so much. If you know someone who needs to hear this, be sure to give them the link. Direct them to uh, to listen um, 
to the replay. Have an awesome kind of evening. God bless you.